Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Monday morning edition. Hey, we got the winners from this past weekend at Kansas, guys. Uh, I'm getting ready to uh, head over and be part of the Darlington throwback weekend, guys. It's a great weekend. If you get a chance, you've got to uh, you got to go to Darlington, dude. Still, still seats. Grab them. Grab them while they got them. Watch them thunder around the track. It's uh, you know it's years and years of racing there. And uh, the new guys with the new cars are trying to tame the lady in black. So, guys, check it out. But, hey, what we're going to do, uh, I'd like, hopefully we can get Kyle on here. Kyle was at Williams Grove this weekend. Go on to our website, rowdymaglite.com. And uh, I think Kyle said he posted 160-something photos from the pits. So, I'll be in uh, Darlington live a couple doing some lives on tiktok and uh maybe a couple on facebook if i can get an audience on facebook i seem to draw more of a crowd on tiktok they seem to let me do what i do without paying them to do it let me just say that guys but uh congratulations jesse love winning it at kansas sorry for the delay but we are finally joined by our Dawn 150 winner, Jesse Love, and winning crew chief, Shannon Rush. Jesse, we'll start with you. A little warm out there today, but uh, you really took it to him out there. I think you led 92 out of 100 laps. How were the conditions out there, and how was your race car? Uh, obviously, pretty good. Ended up in victory lane. Yeah, I thought we led all of them. Which ones we not led? I think the 17 nipped you at the line a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we were really good. Obviously, we were fastest in testing yesterday. We were fast in practice today, um, qualifying. We were really good. And then, uh, yeah, in the race, we just you know, kind of managed a pretty solid race, I thought. Moved up when we needed to. Um, obviously, it's my first mile and a half, so I'm not really sure a whole lot on um, how much tire to use at each point in the race. So I was just kind of letting uh, my crew chief, Spotter, and Billy uh, tell me my gaps and kind of man- manage it off of that. Um, and then I'd get worried based off of how hard I was running to run those laps. So at the end, just uh, racing with Aero, racing for track position. And uh, honestly, I thought I could pass, like, just fine, you know, as long as you went to the opposite lane. So um, just a really good car, and I uh, got a little tired at the end. Shannon, you have a lot of experience uh, working with a lot of young drivers, a lot of success throughout the course of your career. 
what do you see in this young man, and what did you see out there today uh, that, that impresses you about Jesse Love? Um, I mean, the ceiling's super high on him, obviously. You know, um, hot day. First mile and a half, you know, to go to go out and do what he did yesterday at the test and then um, today in practice and qualifying did, um, did, I mean, exceeded my expectations. You know, obviously I show up and expect to win and want to win and sit on the pole, but, you know, um, just, just did a great job, you know, and even at the end when we're hot, you're tired and he just – he, he wins. He's a winner, you know. I mean, he, he just knows how to win, you know, and he, you can't teach that or train that. You just, you know, some guys have it and some work for it their whole life. So. Yeah, I didn't always have it. You know, I went from being at the top of Bob's list, uh, at the top of the top ten list. I think <laughs> last year I was off of it. So I'm just trying to get back on that top three. Um, and obviously people like Shane are kind of teaching me how to do that. So, um, you know, just working with these guys actually helps a ton. And uh, learning how to also just not just go fast at certain racetracks, but race in general. All right, we'll open it up to questions. And we'll start in the back, then we'll come come up to Bob. Todd Engel with the Kansas City Star. Uh, Jesse, can you, you you mentioned it was your first uh, time here at a mile and a half. Can you just tell us kind of uh, how it performed versus what you expected and also how much of a learning experience it is racing in such different conditions, you know, with the heat, uh, than maybe what you qualified in, uh, you know, before the sun came out this afternoon. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned that uh, it's not a lot nicer when you race at night, um, and it's not hot. And I learned uh, how hot it does get. So, on the plane right here, I was like, um, you know, I don't need a cool suit or this or another thing. And I was like, okay, it sounds good. I got a helmet blower, and uh, and I was dying for a cool suit at the end. It was so hot in that thing. Um, but no, just you know. I kind of knew what to expect. I did a lot of prep work. I talked to a lot of people um, that have won where I'm trying to win or winning now and um, <clears throat> learned a lot in that aspect. So I thought I was pretty much ready to rip off the truck, um, you know, maybe worked up to it a little bit yesterday in practice. Um, but at the same time, like, I thought we were really good all weekend, and obviously my car is a, you know, bottle rocket, and uh, it made it my job a lot easier. And uh, I thought that I did my homework beforehand so I can show up and just be ready to rip off the truck. All right, Bob, we'll go to you. Bob Hoffers, Fox Sports. Were you concerned at all that you were so fast in qualifying that with the change in the temperatures that you weren't going to be as good during the race? A little bit. So um, the good thing about that is obviously this place tends to swing tight when it gets hotter. And I was a little bit free kind of old day. So yesterday in practice, I was a little snug. I was, I was tight. And uh, Shannon went to work overnight, came back, and I was just a little bit edgy all day long. Um, so being a little bit edgy in qualifying, I figured, and in practice, I figured my car would come to me. And uh, three tenths is a lot. Like, we sat up by three tenths, and no matter how much the track changes, that's a, a good place to start. So um, to answer your question, yes, but in a sense that I thought we were going to get even better um, with the change of the track state. We have any further questions here in the media center? All right, guys, uh, are you going to keep the streak rolling? Yeah. 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 Where are you going to next, Iowa? Uh, no, we'll Charlotte for Charlotte. you. Charlotte? Yeah. Nashville next week for yeah. me, and then Flat Rock with the hey. boss, Billy. Yeah. I'm going to Millbridge next. All right, keep it rolling, boys. Congratulations. Thank you.
Oh, all right, guys. Excuse me. Uh, Jesse Love, getting it done. I think he'll be in Winter Circle again. We've got a request in for Jesse. Hopefully, we'll get him on uh, on Thursday night's edition, uh, which will probably be from Darlington. I should be in Darlington Thursday night. So, uh, guys, Grant Enfinger brings it home. Hey, for GMS there. Uh, congratulations to Grant. Uh, you know, he's been so close a lot of times. It just sometimes it just doesn't roll that way for it. Um, a huge night for us. Uh, you know, from the drop of the green flag, we had a, a really, really good uh, Chevy Silverado. Just started out really tight. Um, so, honestly, the, the first stage was the only thing I, I didn't really think we were uh, capable of contending of, of just going up there and, and controlling the race. Uh, once Jeff made uh, one adjustment on it there to to kind of end out that first stage, as soon as we put on tires the first time, I felt like from that point forward, we were uh, potentially the, the best truck out there. Um, definitely there there were some other guys that were really, really good, um, but I, I definitely feel like we, we had the truck to beat tonight. So uh, you never know how these mile and a halfs are going to play out. Obviously, uh, there was a little bit of chaos there behind us uh, a couple of times and, and that one big wreck on the restart there. So uh, fortunate enough to, uh, to to be in front of that stuff. And, um, you know, Corey and, and Zane were, were both good as well there at the end. Um, but, yeah, once once we got that, that track position back, uh, I knew it, it was our race to lose. I just uh, – Said a lot of prayers not to not to get a caution there at the end. So uh, thankful thankful for that. Um, I I think we had the, the best truck anyway. Uh, just uh, these restarts in the truck series are, are crazy. So um, I'm uh, very uh, very glad that, that we got to avoid that. All right, we'll go ahead and go to the media now for questions, and we'll start in the back. Todd Engel with the Kansas City Star. Uh, you mentioned that it had been a, a slow year and a half for you. How long was how long has it been since you've had that feeling where you know you've had a truck that's really going to be hard to beat and what was it like tonight to be able to kind of put it all together and and put together a race maybe that's been better than any you've had in a while uh yeah you know i guess uh, the most frustrating part for me um you know since since returning back to gms racing is is honestly we've we've only had a truck capable of contending maybe four or five times total in whatever it is 30 races or, or whatever um this time last year i, I felt like we did a, a great job a few times of executing to the best of our ability, but we just flat out were missing something with the trucks themselves. Uh, so no, no matter what we did at the track, it was kind of other guys were going to have to miss it pretty good for us to have a shot to win. Um, but I haven't felt that way at all this year. I felt like, honestly, like myself and and Jeff, not not anybody individually, but just all of us as a group, just haven't executed very cleanly uh, this year. I feel like we were making little mistakes, and we just weren't good enough to overcome it. We, we've had a, a truck capable of winning two races this year um but this is by far the best truck we've we've had uh, all year but i mean there was a, a ton of effort um a lot of soul searching went into this this truck and um you know some stuff that that we felt like we uh we learned last year that you know didn't work at all at vegas but you know had showed some potential um we finally just we we analyzed everything we could and and Jeff told me just to stop thinking about it but when I got in the truck and um I think I think his mindset was was good the whole race I feel like mine was was as well and um like I said though we you show up with with a truck like that 
makes a driver, makes a crew chief, makes a, makes a picker, makes everybody look a lot better. So uh, the biggest thing is, is, is having that kind of speed. And, and uh, yeah, this is, this is definitely the, the, the best truck we've had in a while, probably since, since IRP last year. Here. We'll come up front to Zach. Zach Sterniolo, NASCAR.com. Grant, congrats on the win. Um, you and Raja both had speed tonight. How much more encouraging does that make a night like tonight when it's not just one truck? And you, you, you see both of you guys um, show, show, you know, signs of uh, competitive trucks. Yeah, I think that's a great sign. And, and even though we didn't qualify great, we were 10th, 11th, and, and 14th, I think, or 10th, 11th, and 13th. We were right there in a group. And um, it's better than qualifying 17th. Mike over here has yelled at us a good bit after uh, qualifying at, at Daytona and Vegas and, it, um, you know, quite a, quite a few of them. And we have worked really, really hard on it. But, uh, you know, my, myself and Hensley have, have, have tried to, you know, we've, we've, we've tried to have the mindset of, of making a good race truck. And uh, if you got a good enough one like we did tonight, um, you can stand qualifying 11th. So, I, and, and this is a good track, too. I mean, this is a track that if you have a good truck, you can make your way to the front. Um, some of the tracks we go to, it's single file racing, and, and it's really tough to pass. Um, Kansas is, in my opinion, one of the better tracks we go to now. Uh, you can run any groove out here. We have enough tire wear. makes it for a, for a great race for, for the drivers and the fans. And, and you don't see a guy beat everybody off the road and, and just uh, dirty air him to death. So I think that makes for a great race. But, uh, but it, it was good that Raja had speed to answer your question. It's good that, honestly, we all qualified, you know, within a couple of tenths. You know, so um, that's something we're, we're still working on. Um, but, but very, very proud of, of everything we did uh, when, the, when the green flag dropped tonight. Collectively, how significant is a win for GMS Racing right now? I mean, it's, it's huge anytime. Just, uh, you know, I, I think more so than getting in the playoffs, um, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we were talking about it the other day. I was actually telling, I think, Mike the other day. I was like, man, uh, it's just been a little bit of a rough go you know, this first seven races, and, it, and it's not like, you know, me or Jeff or anybody has made any big mistakes, but we've made little ones, and we just haven't been, we haven't been executing cleanly. I, I think something that we, we uh, pride ourselves on is every time we come down Fair Road, we make the truck better and better. Um, I, I, I try to, you know, get more good restarts than bad restarts. I feel like I've been 50-50 uh, leading up to this race tonight. Um, and, and, you know, a couple of strategy things. We we tried like to to make the right move and they worked out wrong and and it's just it's not like we've made huge errors in any race but we've made little ones and and now we're stuck in 15th and can't go anywhere and um, the biggest thing today is we executed we did everything we were supposed to do uh, Jeff stayed up with the track he made the truck better and better uh, those those last two runs I really couldn't complain about the truck much like I we couldn't have asked for it to be much better other than just more grip and more speed. So uh, it was pretty well balanced, um, getting a little bit free there towards the end. Um, you know, with about eight or ten to go, I was trying to baby the right rear a little bit in case we were to, to have a restart, but uh, fortunately we, we didn't. But but overall, to answer your question, it's uh, it's big to get in the playoffs, but it's bigger for uh, for confidence boost for, for Jeff and, and this whole 23 team. All right, John, go ahead. John, newbeheavy.com. So all of your wins in the truck series, they've all taken place at, you know, different tracks. And it's been super speedways, short tracks, intermediates. Does it make you more kind of, I guess, well-rounded or dangerous heading towards the playoffs? 
I mean, to me, the the big thing about this race is this is in the playoffs. Now, whether it's going to be 60 degrees when we come back or 110 degrees, who knows. Um, but we're coming back to this same Kansas Speedway, supposedly with the same tires. So, um, you know, I think I think that is a big deal. So uh, Jeff is one of the most thorough crew chiefs out there. So he'll be uh, he'll be posting this truck. You know, he'll he'll be measuring everything to the to the T uh, to where we can unload. You know, really close to here when we come back. Um, so I think that's the biggest deal. You know, obviously it's. It's huge, you know. Mike and and Maury and and everybody at Champion. They, they, uh, I, I don't know. The effort has been there the whole time, but I, I feel like there, there's been a lot of times I've I've left the track, you know, feeling disappointed that that we kind of let them down. You know, we uh, we have a team capable of doing this every week. Um, so I'm not going to be happy till till we continue to do that. I've been incredibly thankful from this time last year all the way through. Like there has been so much effort put into this. Um, I'm glad that, that we were able to show it. All right, go ahead. Uh, Steven Stump, FrenchRoast.com. I have two questions for you, Grant. First, as you kind of said, there hasn't been too many races where you, with, at GMS recently where you've had this much speed. In fact, you led more laps today than you did all last season. Is there anything that you kind of saw today that you think like the team could replicate, keep doing as it going forward? Definitely. I mean, there has been a lot of uh, little little um gains throughout the the last few weeks um so barry's been a big help barry swift has come back to the shop i feel like overall jeff hensley does a better job than than almost anybody at the little details but as an organization i feel like we worked on the details better this race than than i've seen us since i came back to gms so um i feel like the, the truck series field is so competitive i feel like everybody's doing the big stuff um, it's the little stuff that, that really shows up, and, and I feel like that's, honestly, we did a lot of little things, um, and we hit it right. You know, I, I feel like in practice, the, the truck wasn't perfect, but I felt good about our, our actual downforce. I felt good about, like, the truck we had, um, but we were talking about it in the trailer. We, we talked for two hours before we agreed on the adjustment. Jeff, uh, Jeff let me be a part of that. I think that's why he gave me the speech before the race about, uh, stop thinking about stuff, but, but overall, like, there was a, a lot of just analysis on little adjustments. I think I think sometimes it, that we've been off uh, this year and we've been swinging a couple rounds at it. Um, Jeff was talking about a quarter quarter pound of of air pressures and a half pound of air pressures tonight. So that's uh, that's definitely a sign of a great truck. And then my second question is: from watching the jumbotron after the race, it looks like you had trouble finding victory lane. Is that true? Did I got what? That you had trouble finding Victory Lane? No, they didn't. Ah, uh, they didn't. How do I politically say they didn't know what they were doing when they were flagging me on? So I was, <laughs> I was, you know, slow. Nobody was waving me. Yeah, hey, me either. So they they kept on waving me there, and then they told me I was going in backwards, and then they told me to go back around, and there was already a car coming or a truck coming this way. I was like, no, I'm I'm going this way. There's a gate. Just open it. So, uh, hey, we 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 uh, we made amends afterwards. So we're all good. Go ahead, Bob. Bob Parker, Fox Sports. Um, in the, when Morion the other day, when talking about the legacy move to Toyota, said that they'll be trying to figure out what the options are going forward in the next month or two as far as the truck program and its future. So, are are you guys extra motivated? And is it possible to have like extra motivation and have it come out and result? I mean, I'd I'd say the the motivation and the effort has been here all along. Um, I don't think that mindset really played into anything. I mean, obviously, you know, Chevrolet has been a partner of, of Maury's 
um, you know, since their inception 10 years ago. I mean, it's been a huge part of this truck series. Um, you know, Chevrolet has been been great to us, and they've been great to us since that announcement. Obviously, we're in the same house is uh, is legacy, but we're two different organizations. And uh, and Dane, we we talked yesterday. He's like he has full intentions of of us contending for for the playoffs and, and contending for a championship. They're not going to do anything that, that detriments that. Um, you know, and I've I've known long ago in my racing career that you never know what what tomorrow might hold. So. Uh, Definitely got a got a race like like there is none. So uh, I think I think uh, you know overall all we can say is is uh, you know Chevrolet has been a, a, a heck of a partner, continue to be a great partner. They're uh, they're on our truck with a, a beautiful uh, paint scheme uh, this weekend with the GM Military Appreciation Initiative. So uh, very very thankful and and man, it's not just been you know Mike and and Maury and and the guys at GMS Racing that have that have put this effort behind this. I mean, it's been Dane, it's been Damien, it's been Ben. Um, everybody at Chevrolet has been behind this effort, and and they stand behind it. So uh, I was I was at the Sam again the other day. So uh, we uh, our our job hasn't changed at all, Bob. All right, Chris, go ahead, and then I have two additional questions. ChrisKnightCatchHunts.com, Grant, eight races to go in the regular season. What's the strategy you feel like uh, to give yourself a fair shot in the playoffs to get all the way to Phoenix? I mean, I you know, obviously this changes things a little bit. And um, I told Hensley to just enjoy tonight and uh but but not forget what what we did to get here tonight so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that i'm I'm not gonna try to overthink anything more tonight uh but yeah obviously it can change our strategy a little bit on you know what what we do moving forward so um me and hensley will talk about that in in the in the coming days or whatever but but uh i i'm not ignoring that i just don't want to think about it right now chris uh elliot stern uh sportstalk805.com on lap 103, back to tonight's race. Uh, what did you see that you said, I can get by both Heim and Smith right now? What what was the opening you saw? That's that's the air in these truck races, you know. I knew there was potential for, for that happening going into turn one, so I, I tried to modulate my entry to, to where I could have a really, really good exit and not, you know, not have to lift on exit. Um, you know, depending on where you're positioned and pointed, um, if I were to lift on exit, that would have lost that run for me. So I knew that there was potential for, for me to, to, to get both of them in, in one shot right there, and, and that's how it worked out. It, it hurt my entry a little bit to turn three, and I, and I actually had to, to slip a little bit on the exit of four. But um, that was all we needed. I, truly, um, I think we had a, a good enough Chevy Silverado uh, tonight to just go out and, and pass either of those guys um, by ourselves with, with no help, but, uh, but that definitely made it a lot better. Um, I feel like we we proved tonight. We we went up there and and passed a lot of good trucks. We uh, we started 11th tonight and and we passed a lot of good trucks all night long. Um, feel like the only time we got got passed was was uh, you know one of the the last three starts before we we put on tires there in that third stage um, where we had a little bit older tires. Um, guys got to me. I, did, I didn't clear them going into turn one and two on the restart, and we kind of got swallowed up a little bit there. But I feel like for the most part we were on offense all night, and um, and I, I feel like we we had a good enough uh, truck to get by those guys anyway. But that that helped me. Uh, Hallie, step eighty-eight point uh, KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. Before tonight's race, you had five top fives, seven top tens, an average finish of six point eight at Kansas. You finally broke through and got your first win here at Kansas in the Truck Series. What is it about this racetrack that brings the best out of you? 
I think this racetrack promotes uh, good racing and being able to, you know, have lane choices. Um, a lot of the places we go, you know, like, I, you know, Texas, for example, you, you got one or two lanes to choose from. It's really easy for the guy in front of you to block your air. Um, if this guy blocks you down, you go to the middle. If he blocks your middle, you go top. You you have plenty of options. Um, and I feel like what what I said earlier, what, what myself and Jeff pride ourselves on is, is making the truck better and better throughout the race. Um, last two races here, we, we ran top five, but... I mean, we were terrible the, the first two-thirds of both of those races, struggling to, to run, you know, 15th. And um, we were able to make the trucks good enough at the end, and then we had lane choices to, to hey, now that we had a top-five truck, we could drive to there. Um, but like I said, t tonight we, we qualified 11th. We were able to, to kind of drive through the field pretty good. And um, that's a testament to the truck, but that's also a testament to the racetrack. Uh, there's enough there's – enough tire wear uh, with the tires uh, Goodyear is bringing us. Uh, this track is aged just right, in my opinion. It's not too bumpy, but it does wear out the tires. They've got a, a second, second and a half fall off. Um, that promotes good racing. So um, I like I like tracks like here, Homestead, tracks that you have, you have lane choices. All right, Grant. Congratulations again on that win. Thanks for spending some time with us. We wish you the best luck this season. Thank you. Hey, great win for Grant Enfinger, I'm telling you. Uh, works really hard, represents his his uh, sponsor well. I mean, if, if you've got a champion generator and you're at the track, he's going to bring you some merch out because he's out in the golf cart and they're searching you out. And I know people have gotten several flags from him or – different things each year he comes out with different things but always with a flag and uh great generators too but guys if you didn't watch the end of that cup race yesterday you need to get on to youtube and check it out that final lap was uh how you call it what it is all i can say is denny's in victory lane but you know, sometimes in other races, you can slip up and accidentally bump people and cause things <laughs> to really change <laughs> in your championship. But we got Denny Hamlin, guys, bringing it home at Kansas. He knows how to get around there. And roll into our post-race availability here for today's Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway for the NASCAR Cup Series. We've now been joined by our race winning team we're joined by team owner joe gibbs and also joined by our race winning crew chief chris gaypart congratulations gentlemen on that win today with denny hamlin um joe we'll start off with you this is joe gibbs racing's 400th win um tell us a little bit about what that means to you to 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 be able to not only accomplish today's win but to take home your 400th yeah just a it's a thrill you know, when we started in racing our very first year in 91, we had 17 people and raced one car. And, you know, we just kept building and building and building. I didn't dream that it would be anything like where we are today. But I'm just thrilled for all of our people that helped build our race team. That's the people back in town. I appreciate, obviously, all of our sponsors that meant so much to me today to be able to call Fred Smith and talk to him 
as we know in our sport, uh, the thing that's really different is our sponsor partners, and I call them partners. The other wild thing uh, that I'm not sure this has been done before, but I called Norm Miller at Interstate Batteries. He's been here for all 400. Can you imagine that? And so I just thank Norm so much for getting us started. If it hadn't been for him, we may not be in racing, and we love it. And uh, just really appreciate everything today and appreciate the crowd here, everybody. All right, and Chris, for you, um, obviously you guys have been in contention, you know, several times this season. Um, Denny really um, drove extremely hard there at the end to, to kind of to finally make that pass on Larson there right before the checker. Talk a little bit about your vantage point from the pit box, and um, I think you guys were saying over the radio, like, you're going to get him, you know, stay in it, and he really, you know, did at the end. Yeah, th <clears throat> thanks. I'll, I'll take just a minute here first. Uh, to congratulate Coach and, and all the people who put together 400 NASCAR wins. I just, you know, I, I know a little bit about what goes into that, uh, not not near what he does and not near for the, for the length of time, but I just can't tell you enough what an accomplishment that is. Very proud to be a part of it. So congratulations, Coach. Um, as for the race, um, I was just telling Jamie in the lounge, um, this morning, the one thing that unfortunately, uh, in my view, unfortunately, sets our sport apart from so many is it's so so hard for the common fan to understand what they just witnessed today. They just You just can't understand how hard that is to do like, like you can, you know, throw a 40-yard touchdown pass or, you know, throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball in the World Series to win Game 7 or you know, how hard it is to shoot three-pointers, whatever it is, swing a golf club, right? Uh, every every fan, everybody in here has done all of those things. And so when you watch pros do it, it's amazing, right? You you can watch in awe and truly, truly appreciate just how hard it is to do. Unfortunately, in our sport, it's hard to relate to that. It, you, you don't know what it's like to drive a race car at 190 miles an hour. And, and while I've never done it at this level at a track like this, I have got to do it. And, guys, let me tell you uh, what Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin did out there today and, and what you see every week. I'm not overselling it. I'm telling you it is so, so hard to do. And uh, I'm just, just so proud of Denny to work over what, in my view, is, is really the most talented race car driver in the world. I won't shy away from that. I've said it. I've said it on the radio. I'll say it for all of you guys, you can print it. Uh, I think, pound for pound, the type of racing, that, uh, that how far he spans, all the things that he wins in, Kyle Larson's the most talented race car driver in the world, but Denny Hamlin beat him today. What's that say about Denny Hamlin? So I, I'm just so proud of my guys, so proud of Denny uh, to be able to force the, the world's best into uh, a few mistakes there that ultimately got us to win, and, and just very thankful to be here. All right, we're going to go ahead and move to questions for both Chris and Coach. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll work to get a microphone to you. We'll start up front with Zach. Zach Sterniola with NASCAR.com. Chris, for you, um, Denny talked about um, having a lot of confidence going into this stretch of races, um, really a stretch that started a couple of weeks ago. Um, to have had the speed you had at Dover, come here, capitalize on, on the fast car, um, when it looked like 
you know, the 5 and the 24 found their speed late. Um, how satisfying is it to see and gratifying is it to see Denny um, rally back, find a way to reel uh, Kyle in on that final lap? Yeah, these are these are really great stretch of tracks for us. I mean, Dover, even Talladega, Martinsville, Richmond. Every Monday in the meetings, he he's telling you know everybody in our meetings he had a car capable of winning, and we know that's what we're capable of uh, as an 11 car, uh, and really have been all along. Um, we've just not been able to have the clean races when we when we have cars capable of competing for wins. Uh, so for me, honestly, the last 10 or 15 laps, again, what I what I told you guys about how how hard this is to do, I was just so thankful. Whether we won or, or lost, I was so thankful to be in a position to compete for that win right there because that means that we all did our jobs. Denny, myself, the pit crew, Lambert, the engineers, we all did our jobs, got to the end with a shot to win, and then were rewarded with an absolute top-notch slugfest. So... Of, of a battle that, that we came out on top of. So uh, very, very thankful uh, for that win and, and, and the way it turned out. I just, I, I'm sure Denny is going to make Kyle eat some crow for a while here. So that's good. All right. I believe, okay, we'll have a question here. Then we'll go to Bob and Jeff. This one's for Coach uh, Clint Schweitzer from Starcade Media here. We talked about 400 team wins, and, of course, you won three Super Bowls with uh, the Washington Redskins. I mean, what are the – the feelings compare when you see what you've done as a, as a whole in this in this endeavor, kind of versus the feelings you had winning three Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I think it's. I grew up in football on that side. I was a technical guy, helped design stuff, call plays. That's a thrill. Over here, <clears throat> I'm not the technical person, and so I try and focus on the people and the sponsors. And the great thing about over here too is my family, and I appreciate you mentioning the 400 again. I think back to J.D. J.D. spent his entire professional life building our race team. And then Coy, when his brother got sick, stepped over. And Coy and his son, Ty, everything has taken place. Um, you know, it's Heather now stepping into our ownership role. It's family. So over here, uh, Miller was here today. He'll be coming on board and so on this side, it's a thrill for me because I miss so much of my both boys when I was coaching and after it so much. And I got a chance to relive some of that time with them and obviously miss them, but they were a big part of building this too. So thanks for letting me answer that. All right. Now we'll go to Bob and to Jeff. Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. Chris, you were kind of encouraging. Danny said, you'll get them, you'll get them. But after a couple of tries and being side-by-side side and not completing the pass, what was your confidence level going into the final lap? Uh, well, um, it was still high. Uh, I, our car was quite a bit better, and Larson wasn't really con – you could tell he wasn't really confident where we were going to attack from. There were a few different lanes that we could attack from, um, which when he was – as loose as he was getting and he's also got a not sure which lane he has to protect it makes his job extra hard and um you know hey that's a that's a high pressure situation to be in um you know we've we've seen larson in those situations before uh carry a car for, further than most could let me say but but ultimately you know he, he's not afraid to make some mistakes too to to get that done and and ultimately just made one too many and and Denny was just a little too perfect for him today. 
right. Any final questions? Do you have another one? Go ahead. Um, Chris, you know that there's been a lot made of, you know, Hendrick was off to a pretty fast start, and maybe you guys were playing catch-up a little bit. Um, how do you see things shaking out now? I mean, it was a very Hendrick and Gibbs day sort of together. Who who has the strength? Who has the advantage? Yeah, I, I know you guys have to have something to write about every week, but it's such a long season um, it, uh, full of kind of comers and goers. And then, the you know, that's the, the quantifiable part of it. We're all trying to make our cars faster and pick crews better. And then there's the part that you have such a hard time uh, quantifying, and that is that is the, the streaks. You know, you just get hot and you get confident, and what does that create? You can't quantify it, but it's real. Um, so right now, I just everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota has been working extremely hard to make uh, fast cars. Um, I, I really think they're a little faster than than maybe even you know we've been able to showcase at times uh, because it's so hard to get it all together at the same time. Um, you know, we obviously our pit crews have, have been in the media a little bit. And I, just let me say how proud I am of them today, uh, specifically on the 11. Um, had a tough week last week. And, um, you know, there's two things you can do. You can fold or you can come in and go to work and try to be better. And, and Tuesday after Dover's race, they were in shop 7 a.m. busting their butt uh, to turn it around. And so I'm just so proud of that. But, you know, you, you talk about uh, where we're at right now. Um, I think if we can get it all put together, I, I think we got some really good stuff and looking forward to the summer stretch. All right, we'll take one final question up here from Zach. Chris, from a crew chief's perspective, obviously there was a lot of uh, cautions today, um, a lot of aggressive driving on the racetrack, right? So from your perspective on the pit box, how does that um, inform how you come back here in the playoffs, if at all? Yeah, um, man, Kansas is is uh, clearly after today is is our best track, and we got a lot of good ones. Um, I, I don't. It doesn't matter what Gen Car and you know whatever that, that this guy and his confidence here and his ability to know what he needs on the racetrack, where and when, and our ability to to match that to the data to to show up with what he needs uh, is is clearly uh, one of our real sweet spots. So to the playoff race, I look forward to that. Um, to the to the specifics of this race and trying to call it with all the cautions coming and you know you're kind of out of tires and you're down to qualifying scuffs or not do you put your new ones on or your qualifying scuffs and you can't know how it's going to play out you know so if there's one more caution there there's a couple cars that's got scu uh, stickers laying and we got Q scuffs and and so do a few others and you know it all depends on when the caution falls as to what the right call was and I think sometimes in our sport we get lost in that a little bit. Uh, there are true forks in the road in terms of strategy that it's not a good call or a bad call. You tell me when the cautions come out, and I'll tell you what the call needs to be. Um, that's just the way it goes, and, and glad this one turned out on our side this time. All right. For Coach and Chris, congratulations again. We appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Um, you're good to go. All right. Now we'll shift to our race winner. For today's Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway, we've now been joined by Denny Hamlin, driver of the number 11 FedEx Toyota. Denny, congratulations on that win today. Um, take us through those uh, final laps with your battle with Kyle. Yeah, uh, I knew we were better. I, I saw him starting to get loose uh, pretty early in the run, but uh, we were able to kind of pick through William there, and then it was just a slow, slow march towards Kyle. And... Um, 
it really started uh, with about three laps to go or so. Um, I was able to get beside him a few times, but uh, there was one where we caught a couple lap cars, and I got to the inside of them, and, and the lap car chose my lane on the bottom, and that really hurt us. I thought that was our best opportunity to pass them. Um, and then coming, uh, so we were two to go, I knew the only way I was going to have an, an attempt to get near him was to get a huge run off of turn four. So uh, I ran way up high in turn three, uh, really kind of a Kyle Larson line, way up by the fence, and I just pulled it down and, and got a huge run. And that run down the front straightaway allowed me to pack air on him getting in the corner and get him up the racetrack so I could get beside him. And so um, we were both pedaling the, the throttle on the exit. Um, I was sideways and he was sideways. And then as he started to kind of get ready to clear, I knew it was going to be close whether he was going to clear me. And uh, I'm just trying to grind on his left side, trying to keep the side draft as tight as I could. And uh, it's just a super sensitive part of the car if you get to the left rear. And obviously it, it hooked him to the right. <clears throat> and we won. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and take questions from the media. If you have a question for Denny, raise your hand. We'll work to get a microphone to you. We'll start with Zach and then go to Justin. Back to Bob. Uh, Zach Sterniel, NASCAR.com. Denny, uh, first of all, congrats. Um, the racing out there, you know, like I was just talk talking with Chris, um, obviously really aggressive all day long. What was your perspective from behind the wheel? Um, and do you feel like that that level of intensity will continue into the playoffs? Well, this is a Kansas track thing, right? This is just a, a perfect racetrack for this race car. Uh, the match between the car, the tire, and the racetrack, is, it's just a perfect match. That's why you saw today really nobody running away from the field, as many leaders as we saw side by side. I mean, two, three laps in, I saw these guys dicing up three wide for the, for the lead. It's just It has just enough fall off where track position – is very important, but it's not everything. You can still get position on someone like you saw there on the last lap. So um, it's just that's the, it's a Kansas thing. And so what happens is that um, the the preferred lanes up high, so you have to drive in the corner and pull a slider on someone. And sometimes that slider doesn't work, which is why you saw most of the wrecks. I think. And then have, have you spoken with Kyle yet? Uh, has he did he come to victory lane at all to see you? Uh, no, I, I I will later. I'm sure. Okay, our next question will go to Justin, then to Bob, then we'll go to the left side. Go ahead. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Denny, um, just your reaction to the crowd when you got out of your car on the front stretch there? I, I mean, just kind of depends who's there <laughs> on the reaction you're going to get. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any reaction to it. It's uh, Kyle's a little more popular than me, and so it's they're not going to like me winning. All right, Bob. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. I have two. What's first, what, like in all your racing history, where does that rank as far as like a battle between, you know, what was two of the two guys who were part of the 75 greatest drivers coming to the end of a race? Yeah, it was uh, exciting. I mean, I wish it didn't, I wish it wasn't contact, you know, that decided it. But, I mean, who knows what happens in turns three and four, right? I, w I would love to have um, that opportunity, but, you know, he may have got the better end of it. But um, certainly high on mine my list um you know again if if, if i want to get to a win number i've got to i've got to capitalize on every opportunity uh that i can and to me kyle is just you know exceptional i think my crew chief called him the, the greatest driver uh tells you what he thinks about me but you know um 
you know, it's uh, we we have that kind of respect for Kyle that you know he's gonna he's gonna far exceed my win total. But I, the time that I'm here, I've got to capitalize on every opportunity. And have you seen any highlights of the Gregson um, no. Chastain fight and what would be no uh, Chastain or Victory Lane? But okay, so Ross did come. We thought did Ross come to visit yeah. you in Victory Lane? Yeah. What did he say to you? He says, "Congrats, that was a hell of a run. I didn't, thought you would never get there." We're going to go to Jeff. And Is there something Dalton. I need to talk about tonight? Uh, yeah, you haven't seen it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's got a video for you. <laughs> um, I bet you were front and center, weren't you, Bob? I was pretty close. I let, I, I let my cameraman through the water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think there's a chance that Kyle's not going to see it the same way you did and he's going to think oh, that? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> Rolls reverse, right? I'm like, damn it, I'm pissed, you know, for sure. So it's just, uh, it's just different. <laughs> it's, you know, it's racing is so different now than it used to be, and um, man, I've I've certainly lost that way for sure. So, uh, but yeah, you, you definitely have a difference of opinion, especially you're in your cocoon. You see things your way, right? You don't necessarily see all the things. He's leading the race uh, up until the, the back straightaway. So um, definitely would respect any opinion he might have. All right, Dalton, go ahead. Uh, Denny Dalton, com. You were once teammates with him, but now you're actually tied with Tony Stewart on, uh, for all-time win on the all-time wins list. What does that mean to you, being tied with somebody like that? Yeah, it's it's big. I mean, certainly, I think that uh, that's why, you know, I want to get at least 11 more. <coughs> is that it just puts you up there with some of the really, really, really big names of the sport. Uh, but I, again, being matched with Tony is unbelievable. I I, I don't know what to say. It, it just uh, certainly didn't think I'd ever have won, much less that that many. All right, we're going to go upstairs to the press box. Creedmanjudgment.com. Uh, Denny, a couple weeks ago, you said uh, you were going to get hot. So how hot can you really get? You can get white hot. It's official. <laughs> All right, we'll come back downstairs. Uh, Steven Stump, FrenchRush.com. Denny, I have two questions. Uh, first of all, going back to, you know, tying Tony Stewart, you're one away from 50. And as I mentioned yesterday, you're now, you stand alone with four wins at Kansas. No one else has any more. Um, How is it, what's it like kind of like, you know, breaking all these milestones kind of in just a short time? Yeah, I mean, it's a special place anyway, right? I got my first start here at, at Kansas back in, oh, time ago. <laughs> uh, oh, five, something like that. So it's... Um, it's special for sure, and like he said, you know, it doesn't matter kind of the car or the tire, or whatever, the aero package that changes. It's just I have, you know, a feel at this track that I I like to get, and when I get it, it's it certainly equals wins. So, um, really proud of that. Okay. And the second question I had was, um, the broadcast announced that this was the most lead changes. I believe it was 37 on a mile on a 400 mile 1.5 mile track. Um, what was your experience from being in the car all day? Was it did you have fun? What was yeah. was it like stressful? Was it? Well, I, I actually said over the radio on lap five or six that uh, when we had that early caution, I was like, man, it looks like fun up front. Like I, I, I started eighth, but I kind of got to like fifth or sixth pretty quick, and um, I saw that they were dicing like crazy for the lead. So um, it's just again, this was a this is a perfect match of track, car, and tire. 
Um, this is when you match them all up perfectly, you get the kind of racing that you see today. Thank you. Yep. All right, we're going to take two final questions here. We have one right here and then up front. Justin Farmer, KCOU. Oh, Danny, we had all ton of cautions today. We had a ton of heat. Talk about uh, the, I mean, or ton of heat, and um, just talk about the mental toll it took uh, for all the restarts that were going on as everybody was going for position pretty hard out there. The challenge it gives us is that, you know, we only have a certain amount of tires, right? And so um, when you have a car that you think is the best, which I thought ours was the best, um, I, I thought that you don't want to lose because of a tire strategy, right? You don't want a late race caution to come or, and you don't have tires. And next thing you know, some guys that stayed out through all these cautions, extra have a set and they blow right by you. You don't like to lose that way, right? So at least I felt like the, the best cars were towards the front at the end and it played out naturally, but certainly was frustrating because I knew our car was really good in the long run. So we, we just couldn't get anything longer than about 10 laps there during that third stage for whatever reason. And, uh, certainly was agitating from my standpoint because I need I need my car to come in later in a run but luckily the race kind of played out perfectly for me here at, at, towards the end all right come up Pratt for our final question uh Caleb Vessel Speedway Digest.com uh Denny you say you know this is a perfect car for the perfect track what is Kansas doing that other mile and a halfs aren't doing I mean is it just just kind of luck of the draw I mean just the perfect track or is it something that other mile and a half tracks can be doing so uh, a lot of it has to do with how wide the racetrack is, so you're able to get away from the, the wake of the car in front of you. Generally, race cars don't like to be in the wake. So the, the narrower the track, the, the, the tougher the racing and the passing is going to be. Um, and, and if you look at the times, there's about a second and a half of fall off at this track. Like I said, you, you can when your car is good, you can still make up positions um, by taking a different line than someone else can. So it's just... It's just a great match for it. It's got just enough grip to where you're hanging a lot of throttle, so there's a little bit of the drafting going on down the straightaway on early in a run, and then it's all about handling and you know maneuverability of your car late in a run. So uh, perfect mix. All right, Denny, final question. Do you have a special intro song for the podcast when you win? Mm, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Jared, we're going to get <laughs> rowdy. <laughs> Congratulations, Denny, <laughs> right, on that win. Thank you for spending some time with us. He said the key word, get rowdy. <laughs> All right, guys. It's uh, to the lady in black, Darlington. Listen, this is the 122nd cup race hosted at Darlington. I, I find that really cool, guys. You go downtown and you get to see all those years of history on buildings and different landmarks around town uh get a chance darlington's of code town to go check out uh you know there's a lot of different attractions around town i'll roll in there hopefully uh thursday afternoon because the garage don't open till uh friday morning you got practice qualifying trucks the truck race which is the uh, Click It 200, will be uh, 7.30 Friday night. Then the Shriners Children's 200, that's a 1.30 start in Xfinity, and that's uh, Eastern Standard Time in the good year 400. FS1, 
and that's at uh, Eastern Standard Time. Guys, follow me all week. It's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm willing out of here. I think Wednesday morning early. I got stops I have to make before I get there. Cody, appreciate you listening. Good luck in your racing adventure. You're fixing to be a a team owner, and I'm going to be out of the team owner business. So you and Gray enjoy it. All right, guys. I'll be on TikTok Lives all during the weekend. Check it out from Darlington. Sunsets. Man, the best sunsets in the world right there at Darlington in turn three and four. You'll figure out what I'm talking about if you watch the show. We're going to be doing it live Friday or Saturday night, sundown. Hopefully, it's supposed to be good weather. Let's carry it on. Darlington hot, though. Y'all know the drill. Keep that light shining. We're going to have Carrie Thorpe on for Darlington, so uh, just stay tuned. Catch him down there at the tracks.